Welcome to Backbone, a podcast by the BF Goodrich Garage. I'm your host, Andrew Huang. Now, BF Goodrich Tires doesn't really need an introduction. This brand is synonymous with iconic products and iconic moments, from radial TAs to all-terrains to championship wins in Baja. But there's more to BFG than just tires. Because as good as those tires are, BFG's legacy was built by people. On this season of Backbone, we'll be talking to the people whose grit, guts, and gumption have defined this brand and continue to do so. Backbone is dedicated to the enthusiast community, the builders, racers, and gearheads that put their lives and reputations in the hands of BFG rubber. Let's dive in. On our last episode, BF Goodrich Tires Motorsports Marketing Director Peter Calhoun joined us to talk about the BFG perspective on supporting grassroots motorsports. On this episode, we're hearing from the other side of the table, the racers. My name's Seth Montero. I'm 16 years old and I race UTVs on a professional level. My name is Mike Jr. Johnson. I, uh, I'm the owner of the Evolution Performance Driving School. I've been uh, racing since 1987 and my first set of Competition tires are actually some comp TAs. So, uh, in theory, I have uh, been racing for 32 years on BF Goodrich's at some level. Uh, part of the performance team since, let's see, two, that's 2013, I believe. So, uh, we've got a lot of experience on uh, the red, white, and blue. My name is Roger Lovell. I'm, uh, I'm an off road racer with BFG, I'm one of the brand ambassadors. And we've been with DFG since 2000, since 2004. And uh, we race <clears throat> everything off-road. Uh, we race a, uh, a 68 Bronco in Nora. We race a, a Ford Ranger in King of the Hammers, uh, a UTV in Score, and a 6100 truck in Best in the Desert and some Score events as well. So if it's, if it's off-road, we love doing it. We started off in rock crawling. And that moved into rock racing, which then started getting us into the desert. And we just like to, we like to do everything we can off-road and everything that we do, uh, we do on our own. And it's, it's been an incredible career and I'm looking forward to the future. So my name is Sarah Price. I'm a professional off-road racer and I race in the RPM four-wheel parts trophy truck spec truck in the score series. I've been with BFG, um, I want to say my first ever car I ever ridden in when I was a baby and couldn't even speak had BFGs on it. So going on a personal level my whole life. Um, and then now they are a family and team partner of mine racing alongside with me. My name's Tom Farrington. Uh, I have a 66 Chevelle uh, Malibu uh, that we race uh, pro touring. Uh, so basically a lot of autocross events, a lot of driving and a lot of uh, uh, road course events. And uh, I'm an Indianapolis firefighter, have been for 21 years, and I've been in the Indiana Army National Guard for 30 years. And my name is Debbie Farrington. Um, I am Tom's wife, and we've been married for 30 years. I drive a 64 Chevelle wagon, doing the same thing, autocross, road race, everyday driving, grocery store. Um, I'm also an Indianapolis firefighter for 17 years. And... uh, support Tom in the National Guard. As you can tell, we've got quite the mix of guests on this episode. Some have attained a level of fame and notoriety, others are just hitting up weekend events, and the others are somewhere in between. 
Given these varied perspectives and driving disciplines, we wanted to ask them the same question. What does grassroots mean? Let's start with the Farringtons. Well, grassroots to me is basic. Uh, it's not it's not corporate. It is friends getting together, having a good time. And this is this is going to sound really corny, but you know where the rubber meets the road. Uh, we're not we're not a race team, and we we don't have a huge budget. Or I'm not even I don't even think we really have much of a budget at all. Um, but you know every bit of money I make in the National Guard goes to the hobby and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we can to, to get out and have a good time together. There's also Mike Johnson, who made a name for himself in SCCA ranks, which, by definition, caters to amateur motorsports. Well, I think it, grassroots stuff is like for the, for the, the folks that just don't have, you can, there's so many people out there that are like motorsports fans, but in their mind, or maybe in reality, they just really can't afford to race you know, what they want to, but, but when you find these grassroots types of racing, like autocross and, uh, and there's different stuff out there for, you know, rally cross, another great example of that kind of stuff. It's cheap. It's easy. You can really use your own street car. You know, um, I mean that, like I said, when I was a kid, you know, I was just using the car I had every day because that's just what I had. And I couldn't afford to go out and buy a real race car, you know? Um, and I think that, that what grassroots means to me it's it's just a sport for everybody it doesn't matter who you are what your budget is you don't have to have the best and most importantly don't get me wrong we're all competitive especially especially guys i'm very competitive but at the same time like uh i feel as if for the average person that is in the grassroots level of racing is it feels good to them that they can go out and drive anything they have or anything they want against guys, some guys that are going to be absolutely amazing at driving, but they're also going to be out there with their other buddies that don't have a lot of money, but they're able to compare where they stand. You know, it's, it's just about, it's about affordability and fun and enthusiast. It's about the enthusiast really. I mean, that's what it boils down to. It's it, grassroots level stuff is basically, it's a type of motorsport that's just for the enthusiast. So what about grassroots on the off-road side of things? Roger Lovell of Level Racing is a prime example of someone who's been doing that for a long time. We, everything that we do, we build, maintain, uh, service all the vehicles that we have. Uh, we, we take care of on our own. We don't, uh, you know, with the exception of maybe engines, we do everything in our shop with with brad and myself and, and one other guy and so when it when we crash a truck it's a big deal for us not just from a money perspective but from a time perspective and scheduling for races and events and getting out to them it feels like we're always scratching by with a minimum but it's the it's the bare bones part of it that makes winning fun but for the levels it's not a lonely enterprise they can enlist the help of folks who are just as passionate about racing as they are. We have one guy, uh, Brad and I have one guy, his name is Jake, that, that works for us. And he's kind of our crew chief. And he's, he's responsible for the mechanical aspect of the truck when we're out there racing. And everybody else is volunteers. And we've never had any trouble getting any help for a race. There's always people who are willing to come out and, you know, they're willing to travel on their own, <clears throat> spend a hot day out in the desert, uh, you know, in 110 degree temperatures uh, for a couple of bottles of water and a t-shirt. And it, it's those people that really 
that really deserve credit for getting us to the finish line because we couldn't do it without them. I mean, you think about rolling into a pit stop and changing tires and dumping fuel on your own. Um, I've done a couple of races on my own where I haven't had pit support. And, and I've actually done that where I've had to get out and fuel the car. And that's pretty hard to do. Mm-hmm. Not fun. You know, I think grassroots racing to me doesn't just mean the guy that's working on his car or his truck out of his garage and goes out and competes in the, in the local events. Grassroots racing, at least to me, can occur in even some of the, the large sanctioning bodies like SCORE and Best in the Desert and Ultra 4 because there, there is room for the grassroots guys. And to me, the, the real grassroots are the, the small teams that are stretching every dime, that are pushing hard to, to get to the event, that are, you know, towing their, their car to the event with a, you know, a, a Ford truck that's got 200,000 miles, 300,000 miles on it, um, doing it with volunteers and, and finding a way to make it work. And, and that's the, you know, those guys, <clears throat> they're the future of the sport. Cause they're also doing it with their families. And when you get the families involved in it, as, as we have from a level racing perspective, Brad and I both have, I have a son, Parker, Brad has two sons, Adam and Byam. And because we're a grassroots team, we even rely on our kids who are 13 now to help out in the shop and, and help with certain duties. And they're the ones that are, that are now interested in, in going racing. And we took them down for two years now, we've raced the Baja 500 with the, with the three boys, had them in the, in the UTV for the whole time as the co-drivers, and that's the next step. And they're going to learn to do racing in a grassroots manner as well. So it, it breeds passion. I think the, the biggest form of passion is in the grassroots. There's a big sense of pride, too. And when you show up at the start line with, with the truck that you've been prepping and working on for a long time, and even if it's just one piece in the truck that you've been focused on, there's a sense of pride in that this is what I did, or this is what we did. Um, this is what Brad and I did as a team together and, and what, we, what we built. And then when you take off with that green flag, that same sense of pride carries you through the entire race. On the other side of the coin, there's Seth Quintero, who only recently got his actual driver's license. Um, I've been racing about seven years longer than I've had my license being able to drive on streets. So, uh, yeah, I just got my license. I actually went last year and, uh, got second at the Mint 400 and then next day went home, got my permit and then <laughs> literally the, the same next day I went and got my permit and ended up getting my license first try. And that would have been super embarrassing if I didn't get it first try. I got into racing at a super young age, you know, my family always grew up in the desert and uh, kind of just got born into it, if you if you could say. And so uh, my dad actually ended up getting hurt on a bike pretty bad and mom cut me off of a bike and still wanted to go to the desert. So she ended up buying me at a Polaris Razor 170 and uh, just the normal competitive family, you know, uh, started getting into racing and honestly, it started escalating from there. I fell in love with the sport and wanted more. Wanting more. In Seth's case, success meant recognition by some major industry players. He's now an official Red Bull athlete, but don't let that fool you. This team doesn't have it made by any means. Honestly, I would consider myself a grassroots racer because I've, it's just a small family race team, you know? I'm not a corporate race team where I have drivers under me. It's me and my dad in the garage, night after night, spend countless hours, and honestly just try to do it 
the cheapest and most affordable way as possible. You know, I still go to full-time school and my parents have full-time jobs and we just want to make it a family effort and always just go have fun, you know. I see a lot of corporate teams that hire people and they don't do it for fun, they do it for the money. And uh, that's not grassroots to me. You know, I want to, the grassroots racers means they're coming out here for fun and they're coming out here to come hang out with their friends and just give it all they've got, no matter what the equipment they have under them. Maybe they don't have the best equipment, but they're sure going to give it all that they got because this is their life. And the grassroots racer is going to be in love with the, the sport and in love with the people around it. And yeah, just being able to be happy around it, you know. For Seth, and a lot of other racers, being grassroots means you have other commitments, other obligations. You can't afford to live, eat, breathe, sleep racing, even if it is your first love. Seth, for example, has to split time with school. Juggling school and a race program is probably one of the hardest things that I could ever do just because my parents tell me if I don't have good grades and I'm not racing on the weekend. So uh, just having those countless hours like after school and talking to my teachers and trying to have a good relationship with my teachers, missing so much of it. It's just, that's definitely a hard part. And then not being able to work on my car every day, like a lot of these other guys or send it to somebody else to be worked on because it's not in the budget. It's just uh, me and my dad both have definitely spent some serious hours at night and early, early, early mornings trying to get the car done before races. It's just definitely a struggle just trying to be prepared all the time. There, most of the times on race weeks, I don't even, I just drop my backpack in the garage and I don't even go in the I don't want to go in the house until I'm ready to go to bed and the car's done. Even Sarah Price, who is racing near the top of the sport, still feels a connection to the grassroots. Grassroots racing, um, to me, is the ranks that I've, I've, I've climbed through, basically. Like, when I was uh, 12 years old, I was traveling around the U.S. I was racing my motorcycle. I was homeschooled. And this is what my whole family and us kind of dedicated our time and, and life to is really to just go racing every weekend. And we considered it a family thing. And that is grassroots, like when it comes down to mom and pop being right by your side on your starting line. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your best and hoping you get to the professional ranks one day. And, and then it kind of gets a little more serious as you get to the professional ranks. But even then, like in motocross, it was still, it was grassroots to me. Yes, money and resources play a role in separating the professionals from the amateurs and the grassroots racers from the corporate teams. But more than anything, grassroots is a mindset for these drivers. You started driving or competing because you loved cars, wrenching, or adventure. It's something you did with your family, and maybe it's something you still do with your family. It started small, a hobby, or something fun to do on the weekends. But even as that hobby has grown for folks like Sarah or Seth, the core motivation remains the same. It's a passion, a love. As Sarah says, It's not about the money. It's not about, um, and, and honestly, in racing, it is very hard to make money. So if you're going into it expecting to make money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Go play golf or something. <laughs> as anyone knows, motorsports, even at the grassroots level, it's expensive. Every little bit of help you can get is valuable even if it's just the fact that you can rely on the same set of tires to last from race to race, and do so while keeping you competitive. That's obviously something BF Goodrich Tires is known for, toughness and traction. And while the products speak for themselves, BFG goes beyond to provide the trackside and race course support that Peter mentioned in our previous episode. Honestly, they've always been like that, if you think about it. Um, if you look back to the old Team TA days, it was all about the grassroots level of racing. And even today, um, they 
they take care of the grassroots folks. They don't do like a Toyo or a Nitto or, you know, uh, some other brands that you see in different forms of racing where they'll, they don't shell out a ton of money to somebody to come race on their tires because they don't have to a, because their tires are so good that if you want to win, you want to be on them. That's number one. And they, but the thing is to have, so if you're not going to give people tire contracts to come and run for you, what, what do you do to keep them on your tire? Well, you just treat them right from the beginning. You, you bring in track support at events. Like you see, uh, you know, we see them come to nationals and bring the rig there for SCCA solo nationals. You see them at road races, you know, at, at SCCA runoffs, which is a grassroots form of motor of, of road racing. You see them uh, come in for Baja with all that Baja pit support. That's the key is you don't, we're not going to go and pay a bunch of money for you to run on your tire. We're just going to support you in a way that you're always going to need it. And, and I think that's important. That kind of support in Mike's case is real and tangible. What they do at nationals, um, you know, if, if in advance, you know, for some of the people that are running the tire, Peter Calhoun will discuss, talk with them. And if they need tires brought in, they'll obviously bring them on the truck for them. They'll also bring, you know, they'll bring a limited amount of tires in the popular sizes. Um, and then, you know, they bring tire machines out. And then, obviously, the ability for folks, if they need air, they can come in. Um, I would not say that it is at the level of the BFG garage. But um, it when as far as SCCA national championships go. Um, but that's not something that's out of the picture uh you know, I could easily, you know, this year is a great example where Kyle Tucker brought out the BFG garage as pit support for the Charlotte match tour. Actually, not a match tour, but a, a national tour that we had down at Charlotte at Z-Max. And, you know, he came out there with, with the big the big trailer, again, with, with uh, the machines to, to change tires if needed. Uh, and in that case, you know, the ability to physically work on people's stuff. And I, mean, I saw people under there that uh, had some issues. And, uh, you know, they were under there and Kyle's guys were working on it, but it's, it's similar to that at SCCA nationals, but they, they have not necessarily, they're not making it a garage. Now that does not mean that the BFJ guys wouldn't invite you to, if you need to come over there and work and you need some help, you come on over and, and they'll do the, what they can for you mm-hmm. because that's just the way they work. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's nice. I mean, for me, it also, the other thing that's really important is they bring out engine the engineers uh you know we, you know i'm glad to see that bertrand's back because i love bertrand he's uh he's my i call him the french redneck you know he's smoking cigarettes and dr- driving his dually and he's out there looking at the tires and and uh but i love that guy he's the greatest and, and so smart if you ask him you know any question you need about the tires he's gonna give you the best answer that he can give you uh, and he's at the event i mean he physically comes out and he he's watching you know, that's the same thing. Pete Calhoun, they're, they're out there and they're watching the cars and what they're on. And even in the days where like the first rival came out before the S and now the 1.5, you know, how we got there was based on stuff that Pete and Bertrand and guys like myself and Kyle and Brian and, and other people that run, you know, some of these guys out there that have been really loyal to the brand, but may not be performance team people. Those guys are still pretty good input to helping Pete and Bertrand figure out what we need. And all of that comes 
from the support of the brand at national level events. So I think that's pretty awesome. From a logistics perspective, on-road racing is easier to support as the venues and courses are more compact compared to desert racing. That means any support for best in the desert or score international drivers is a big deal, especially for the smaller teams without unlimited resources. Uh, you know, when Brad and I go out and do a race, it takes a, it takes a big team, especially in some of the, the desert racing. So when we, when we go out and I guess when I say support, uh, we're supporting our team, but we also have to do it with a, with a bunch of volunteers. And, and that's where it really makes a difference. It's the people that you get out there that help support your team that are chasing your truck around the race and, and helping you get to the next pit and whatnot. There's a lot of great resources out there. Uh, BFG is one of the fantastic resources for, for pit networks, especially in the desert. I kind of think it's a, it's a little secret there, but, uh, you know, if you're on BFG tires, you can get BFG to pit and do all your fueling and everything for you. And that's a great resource. So when I'm talking about support, I'm talking about, uh, the fact that we build, we race, and then we also <clears throat> support our own vehicles out in the out, out in the desert and when we're racing. To me, one of the best things about BFG is is BFG does support some of the bigger teams, but BFG spreads it out across the entire uh, across the entire event. And when you think of off road racing, it it comes down to BFG. When you go down to Ensenada, there's a monument. Uh, right down there in the center of town, dedicated to BFG. And, and the reason that it's there is because BFG supports grassroots racers. And one of the best ways, and, and to me, the number one thing that BF Goodrich does for grassroots racing is they take all kinds of trucks down to Baja. They, not just Baja, but, but best in the desert races, whatever. If it's off-road racing, BFG's got trucks there and volunteers, you know, a massive crew of volunteers down there. All you got to do is be on BF Goodrich tires. You pull into the pit at two o'clock in the morning, they'll come out and weld your car back together. They got volunteers in there helping anybody who pulls up and not just racers. The trail guy who, who went out and broke a shock mount or something, pull into the BF Goodrich garage and they'll help you weld it up. Uh, so it's, it goes even beyond grassroots racing. And then there's the, you know, the outstanding trails program that BF Goodrich does. And there's, there's so many avenues where BF Goodrich goes well beyond, uh, even grassroots racing. And that's one of the reasons that, that I really like being associated with BF Goodrich. I, there aren't any other companies that are doing that type of thing. And I think that sets BF Goodrich apart. BFG is like a walking support family in racing. Like in the racing series I race, they have full on their own pits that if anything ever happened to us on course where our pits weren't set up miles uh, or miles away and we needed to get to a pit, we can stop at a BFG pit and they will all be there to help us. Um, aside from that, they're so supportive, just helping us succeed at what we really want to succeed at. And they have the best product out there. If you're not on BFGs in a truck, there is, a, I would say, a 70% chance you're going to be more on the side changing tires than we would. Uh, we don't get flats very often. We love our BFGs. And if you aren't on them, you aren't going to be competitive in my eyes. And so that's why I choose BFG. And not to mention the people behind it. It's just the support that they offer. Like at the finish line, they're always there giving us a high five and shaking our hands saying congrats and also before we take off the line 
And uh, that's the kind of people you want to surround yourself by. You know, it's not always business. It's um, sometimes too about what what it means to you to run a, a product or uh, be with a company like BFG. And uh, yeah, we're stoked to be a part of their family and we're stoked to have them a part of our family. I was on the phone with um, BFG the other day and they're talking about how they're helping School International come up with a safety uh, plan. And it's like, wow, like you guys are so involved in every little aspect. Like they're making sure we're the safest we can be out there. They're making sure that they have support for us if something happens in the race so we can continue on our race. And, you know, like they're making sure we're taking care of before the race and after the race. And it's, uh, they, it shows when you go down to a, a score international race that we race, um, they are everywhere and they are op- open arms, seriously lending hands out anywhere they possibly can. On top of that level of support, which really enables racers to participate in ways they wouldn't otherwise have the capability to, there's a BFG staple that even the pros rely on. The other thing that the BFG network provides uh, in, Baja, <clears throat> in Baja is a, a pit book. And that pit book is the recipe for the race. And it's the recipe for the support. Uh, that pit book has every single access road uh, that the chase crew might need to access the the truck if it breaks down. Um, It has all the arrival times. It is the recipe for the race. And it's, you know, it's like the Bible of of how to put the race together. Uh, So not only do you have the the support in the pits, the advice from the engineers about tire pressure, about how to set up the the tire with the car, uh, you've got the behind the scenes work that Nate Hunt and others have done way ahead of time to put together an entire plan for the whole race that they hand out to the racers. Um, if you're part of the part of the BFG pit network, which all you got to do is be on BFGs and sign up, then you get all that information. You hand it off to your chase crews and, and they know how to find you and they know how to get there. My dad won't even go and chase us without one of the BFG pit books. And let me tell you, those things, their pit books that they have, that tells you every little access road down in Mexico. And they've put that time and work in to find those roads in order to supply them for teams like ours. You know by now that BF Goodrich is full of the same kind of people that they support. That's why they'll go out and create a pit book. Grassroots is an attitude, a mindset, a shared love. And when you're kindred spirits, that means it's more than quid pro quo. It's a real relationship between real friends, as the Farringtons can testify. Yeah, I mean, I guess during PRI, you know, we had everybody over um, to include BF Goodrich guys and, you know, just people from the hobby. We had everybody over for a big lasagna dinner and uh, just just camaraderie building uh, because they were in Indianapolis for the convention. And uh, we have everybody over and, you know, then just, you know, flat out friendships. I mean, just the way we feel about, um, I mean, our friends at BF Goodrich, I mean, uh, Jonathan and, you know, Richard Winchester before he retired and, uh, and AJ and yeah, just, just super guys that, uh, you know, I don't, you know, even though they're, they're professionals and we know each other on a professional basis, uh, I consider them friends, friends way before I would consider them, uh, anything else. You know, and it's sharing a drink or, let's hey, let's go out and grab some dinner or, hey, let's go go-kart racing or, you know, it's it's beyond the track, too. 
uh, relationships. That's more common than not. Even during a race, Roger found that kind of hospitality from the BFG pits. Uh, when we were down in when we were down for the Baja 500, we stopped at uh, a pit down there and we're waiting for our car to come in, and it was a little bit behind schedule. We sat there with the BFG guys and had a lobster dinner. They're the they're the nicest guys in the world. They were able to. Earlier in the day, they were able to negotiate a, a price from a local fisherman on some lobster and some steak. I uh, had a local come over and cook it all at the at the trailer there, and it, it's it's open to anybody. You know, grab a water, grab a coke, um, grab some lobster, grab some steak, and it's it's not just us; it's anybody who's who's in those pits. And again, you know, who who would have known? You race on BFG tires, you get a lobster dinner, and and it's just. Hanging out with hanging out with friends and getting to know people, and over the years, you the other neat thing about the the BFG pit service is it's a family, and there are guys that go down year after year just to pit for BFG, and they love doing it as much as we love racing. It's easy for a brand to treat its top drivers and influencers as family, but for BFG, it's family from top to bottom. It doesn't matter if you're weekend racers like the Farringtons or if you're a trophy truck driver like Sarah Price. Family is family, and at BFG, family is grassroots. Thanks for listening. Join us on our next episode, where we'll be spending some time with folks from the on-road side of the family. Brian Finch, James Lynn, and Pedro Murillo. Until next time. <laughs>